All right, so welcome y'all. Uh, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you are listening to the Tulsa World Scene podcast. If you're used to us, you know Mr. Watts usually gives that intro. Uh, I'm Tulsa World Scene intern Lydia Fletcher, joined today by the amazing Jimmy Trammell. Uh, Mr. Watts is out this week, and so they let me uh, as the resident radio girl, uh, kind of take over the podcast, which I think is really fun. Uh, if you know my work outside of Tulsa World, you know I run a radio station in Arkansas, so I love this kind of thing. But we've got some fun stuff coming up today. Um, if you keep up with movie news, you know that this weekend is the long-awaited uh, Barbenheimer, uh, Barbie and Oppenheimer release. And that is just something I think is so interesting, how two very contrasting movies uh, are being marketed almost together. And I know you've got a story talking about at least one of those coming up. Yeah, because Barbie is such a big deal, I put out an APB for local Barbie collectors and found someone who... Uh, essentially lives Barbie and has a whole room in their house full of Barbie materials. We visited there, took some photographs, um, learned about her story. But uh, all the reviews from Barbie are over overwhelmingly positive. Uh, and all the pre-sales just say this is going to be a blockbuster. So it may be, I mean, that's really weird to pair those two movies together. Like you mentioned, they're really opposite ends of the spectrum. But uh I guess you want to go see Oppenheimer first. If you if you want to feel good, you go to Barbie second and walk out of the theater feeling good. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, I'm I'm really excited for Barbie. Uh, I actually grew up in the Polly Pocket era, so it was like that kind of middle era uh, when mm -hmm. Barbie had kind of faded out, and now there's this resurgence. But um, it's really interesting because Greta Gerwig's directing it and, you know, she's the director behind Lady Bird and that's a movie with some really like poignant themes. And so it's really interesting. It's getting marketed as the super bright and happy movie because I have a feeling I haven't seen anything yet. It's definitely going to be that, but it's also going to play on those themes. I think that really make us think just based off looking at the trailer. So I'm definitely excited. I'm probably going to go watch it Friday. Um, it's one of those movies I've been looking forward to. And Oppenheimer is, I'm excited for it. I know my parents are really excited for it because they love the lead actor. They're huge Peaky Blinders fans. Okay. So, you know, um, but I, it'll be interesting. Movies are long nowadays. And yeah. that's something I've just noticed with a ton of media. And I did some research on this, and it seems like since uh, uh, 1990, we've added about, I have to go back and find my notes, but we've, we've gained we've gained about seven or 14 minutes, I forget, since 1990, and even longer since 1970. So at some point, it became like every movie is two and a half hours. And uh, it, it's so weird if you go back to the dawn of the Universal monster movies, the black and white movies in the 40s with the mummy and the werewolf and Dracula and all that stuff, none of them lasted more than 75 minutes. You 75 minutes and you were out the door. And anymore, I don't know, do movies, I know they're, the run times are long. Do they feel long to you when you're watching? I think uh, it really depends on the movie. So I remember when 
um, Marvel. It was, oh my gosh, I should know the title off the top of my head. Endgame. There we go. When yeah. Avengers Endgame came out, uh, I went and saw the midnight showing in Nashville. It was like my freshman year of college. And it did not feel long at all because I was so sure. like enraptured in the story and like caught up in it. And then once it ended, I was like, you're kidding. We're ending here. Cause you know, they did the part one and part two. Yeah. And I'm very glad they did. I think it would have been like a six hour saga total had they not. Um, but that was one where I didn't pay attention to the run times, but I'm noticing more and more in myself that sitting through a two hour movie, if I don't have, you know, something to snack on or my phone to look at, it's, it's a lot harder for me to watch it, which is yeah. kind of concerning. Well, do you think it's a deterrent? the run times to people going because you've had a couple of supposed could be blockbusters in the flash and Indiana Jones that underperformed. I don't know the runtime on Indiana Jones. I do know the runtime on flash. It's about two and a half hours, but I enjoyed the flash. And I think people stayed away because mainly the lead actor uh, and his issues. But uh, do you think run times are a deterrent? to some of these films not doing as well as they could be doing. I think for my generation, definitely. Uh, we we are that social media quick video generation. Um, but I think if it's compelling enough with something like Barbie, where we all you know grew up with it to a degree, um, something like that is going to draw us in. But if it's not well marketed or there's a, you know, controversy with one of the actors, it's just another reason to kind of stay away or at least wait until you're home and you can pause and take breaks. Because I think, I think that's something with Killers of the Flower Moon coming out. It has an incredibly long runtime. But it's also releasing on Apple TV where I can watch it from the comfort of my home. And if I feel like pausing, going and, you know, grabbing a snack, taking a lap around the house, whatever it is, I can then sit down and that's not an option in theaters. So I think that's another reason their numbers are not always what they expect them to be. Selfishly, I'm hoping for the SAG after strike to get resolved in a good way, it benefits the creators. Because I don't know if people know this, but the actors in all these movies coming out, they're not doing any promotion for the movies because of the strike. Which means if this were to last until October, we hope it doesn't, then none of these Flower Moon actors would be able to talk about the movie publicly to promote it. So we need that to end so we can um, hype this movie the way we, we want it to be. Yeah, absolutely. With the strike coming out, I know a lot of us here are working on, especially being entertainment journalists, we cover stuff with film a lot. It's actually what my whole long form intern project is over. And so I definitely selfishly want it to be resolved, but definitely in favor of the creators and making sure that um, either compromise is found or their needs are met. And so it's been really interesting navigating that in the last week or so. I've had interviews canceled. I've had to completely change topics. And it's one of those things that I really hope that unions can work out what's best for them and that we can get back into reporting so that, you know, y'all can get the entertainment news you want to see. Well, even Reservation Dogs, it premieres, the new season premieres August 2nd. 
which is really quick. And yeah. uh, ideally, we would love to be able to interview all the actors. And I'm sure they would love to be able to talk about the series, which they love. Uh, but man, unless there's a quick resolution, there'll be no yeah. interviews with reservation dog actors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and kind of talking about local film, uh, that's what, because uh, if um, people aren't familiar, Reservations Dogs is uh, filmed in Oklahoma quite a bit. This is their final season coming up. And we're, you know, Sunday story-wise, it's a bit of a turn, but um, I am actually publishing a little profile piece on the new director for Tulsa's Film and Music Office, which is one of the places that helps support TV shows and um, honestly, most types of video productions get produced within the state and specifically within Tulsa. And so Meg Gould came uh, from being the film commissioner in Dallas, uh, which I know a lot of Oklahomans see Texas as competition. She uh, came from Dallas to Tulsa and gained that position in January. And so I got to sit down with her last week and kind of talk about some of these things as well as the strike and just kind of what it means to have a film industry in the state. And so um, got a short little Q&A with her coming out on Sunday. And then at the conclusion of my internship, there'll be a much larger piece about the film industry in general. So what about you? What do you have going on? Besides Barbie on Friday, I've got a Sunday story on uh, it's uh, Sharklahoma month at Oklahoma Aquarium and Jinx. Uh, every dog has his day, but uh, sharks get a month at Oklahoma Aquarium and they get a week on Discovery Channel, which starts its annual shark week on uh, Sunday. And I, I asked someone at Oklahoma Aquarium this question. Why are people fascinated with sharks? I mean, we, sharks are just cool and we love them, but why are we so fascinated with sharks? I I wish I could answer that because my girlfriend is very fascinated with sharks. Like this is like one of her things. She loves sharks. Um, it's like that category of people who love sharks and dinosaurs. I think part of it is because they've been around so long. Like they are ancient creatures and that's something I personally nerd out over um I think it's really cool to look at like how they've evolved and how they've been the apex predator for you know millions of years and different evolutions and then I think things like you know media like Jaws kind of instilled this fear in us of sharks and so anytime people go to the beach it tends to be this oh make sure there aren't sharks you know when you see the marine life flag you automatically assume great white instead of maybe it's like a jellyfish or something you know and so I don't know how they've become this like pop culture icon but they really they really have and it's cool that um Oklahoma has some stuff like that supports that and people's interests how many sharknados have you seen Gosh, not actual sharknados, but the films. Oh, the films? The I films. think I've seen none of them, but there are a lot. There are a lot of them. And how many actual ones have there been? I lost count. And I, I tuned in once to kind of see what it was all about, but it's not really. It's so over the top, obviously, you know, yeah. tornadoes and sharks. But uh, they they had their their time in the sun. Oh, yeah. It's, it's really interesting. Um, just kind of how sh the Sharknadoes and then 
I kind of put that alongside that same almost horror series as forget the exact name, but it's about the haunted tire that goes around. Um, I'm blanking on the name, which as the film girl right now is a little appalling, but it's this one really old horror series that had to do um, kind of played off that same over the top eccentric um, film vibe as Sharknado's. Um, but it's it's interesting to see that sharks are still a pop culture icon in a very landlocked state. So, Best movie you've seen this year? Oh, gosh. You know what's so funny? I'm barely a movie person, and they put me on the film beat. It's so funny. Um, movies I've watched this year. Um, I actually watched uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail for the first time ever this year. Mm. And I did not realize how much my dad quotes it. Um, and I did not realize how many things he said were from that movie. And it sure. was very entertaining. Uh, ones I'm looking forward to, honestly, Barbie, like I said, I'm going to go this weekend. Um, I need to catch up on quite a few movies. I'm more a music girl, but um, obviously everyone's hyped about Killers of the Flower Moon, Barbie, and then... Um, I'm trying to catch up on some old filmed in Oklahoma movies as well to kind of give my project some yeah. context. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to lead us or we're, we're done here, you think? Yeah, yeah. I think, okay. I think we're good. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for tuning in, even though um, you now all know I have a major gap in movie knowledge, um, but uh, you can catch up on our stories in Fine News Stands Everywhere or in uh, on TulsaWorld.com. There we go. Almost blanked on our URL. But uh, thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. We'll be back, as will Mr. Watts, uh, next week. So. Yeah.